Good Friday morning. This is Anastasia Glova, and you're listening to the Cato Daily Podcast for February 2nd. Our guest today is Raja Kamal, Associate Dean for Resource Development at the Harris School for Public Policy Studies at the University of Chicago, and a contributor to Ms. Bahalaria, Cato's Arabic website. It's a known fact that a well-developed university system is critical to economic vitality. But as Raja explains in today's podcast, Arab universities are not graduating the kind of students who are equipped to handle the demands of the global marketplace and to improve the economic standing of one of the world's richest and at the same time least developed regions. How do you come to the conclusion that graduates of Arab universities are ill-prepared for the challenges of the global economy? Well, if you look at a lot of the students right now graduating in the Arab world, if you look at a country specifically like Saudi Arabia, for example, that's a nation that has approximately 7 million expats working there. The reason why is because obviously they cannot fill up the positions that they have by local graduates that are Saudis. So clearly the universities are not preparing students. They're not graduating students that are equipped to handle the modern transformation of global economy in Saudi Arabia. Now, what kind of a disconnect is there between Arab universities and the real world? Well, Arab universities, typically the students are taught what to think instead of how to think. And this is something that's very, very dangerous. And there are, as they graduate from various disciplines throughout the Arab world, they have a lot of majors that are unemployable. And that is very dangerous in a very global economy that requires dynamic changes and instant reaction to how things are moving. Which are the subjects that students tend to gravitate towards? For example, are math and hard sciences in good shape? No. Unfortunately, I would say in the bulk of the Arab world, math and sciences are very, very, very underrepresented. There is very little investment in these kind of fields. And it's ironic that when you look at countries like in the United States here, and if you look at a lot of the Arab Americans, they have done exceptionally well, especially the Lebanese living in the U.S., because they're all subjects for an American-style education. That's not the case that you will find in the Arab world. There is very little emphasis on math and science, and it's very poorly advocated by the government, which tends in many cases to control the universities. And there's a great focus on religion and literature and Arabic literature, And these things, although are very fine and there's nothing wrong with them, however, they are not steering the students into an employable career. But Arab governments frequently subsidize tuition and even pay salary to students. So it looks to me that Arab governments actually encourage the pursuit of higher education. Well, they are. For example, in government like Saudi Arabia, for example, they pay salaries for all students to attend their state universities, regardless of their financial need or their major and that's, I think this is something that definitely needs to be adjusted. You should definitely give financial aid for students that are absolutely worthy. But a university should not be used as a temporary employment for four or five years where students can collect salaries. And there's a lot of students entering universities like in the Gulf, and maybe that's wrong. If you look at the United States, for example, roughly 25% of the adult population are college students. And uh, that should be a fine number. Education is a privilege, and it's not a right. But what are the needs of the private sector if the economy is dominated by the oil industry, which is run by the government? Well, oil should not be the focus of the economies of the Arab world. Unfortunately, or fortunately, it is for some of them right now. But in the absence of oil, the Arab world, the economies of the Arab world have not managed to integrate well in the new economies, in the new technology fields. And in many countries, for example, there is an absence of women's rights that's making them very hard and difficult to integrate in the economies. 
education is key factor for the successful integration. And we're talking here about universities per se, but education is much more, of course, than universities. And a lot of the high school systems and elementary school systems throughout the Arab world needs to be looked and adjusted accordingly. And I think a lot of students are not able to have a good grasp of mathematics and science because they are putting a lot of time. The opportunity cost is very high. They're putting a lot of time on Islamic law or Islamic courses and Sharia and these things and not enough time for math and science. As a result, there are students that are unable to compete effectively in a global world. Are there any exceptions to these trends? Any universities that are faring particularly well? Well, there's few universities in the Arab world that were started by American missionaries in the 1800s. One of them is the American University of Beirut. There is the Lebanese American University also in Beirut, American University of Cairo. These are all universities that have done well, but they are a very small sample. And if you really look at the unique position of Lebanon right now in the Arab world, it's a very enlightened, very advanced society, and a lot of it is due to the American University of Beirut. I mean, one major difference that exists between Syria and Lebanon is the high level of education that exists in Lebanon, whether on the high education level or the elementary and high school level. It's interesting because the tradition of education dates back to the earliest mosque schools. So what happened to that long-established tradition? Well, education in Islam and the Arab world is very, very important and it's stressed heavily. However, the way it's being handled right now, it did not keep in pace with the changes happening in the real world. There's also a lot of studies about teachers in the Arab world that are not very qualified to teach their students. Language is a problem, for example. I'll give you Lebanon as an example. When a typical student graduates from Lebanon with the baccalaureate deuxième partie or baccalaureate system, he or she automatically speaks English, Arabic, or French fluently. That's not the case in neighboring Syria, for example, or in Saudi Arabia or in Tunisia. How do you propose to overhaul the Arab university system? Well, there has to be more responsibility given to the private sector in handling education. There has to be a lot of say by the parents and how the school system should be designed locally. There should be more universities opening throughout the Arab world that are private in nature and more modeled after the Western-style education where critical thinking is absolutely encouraged. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to Cato Audio, a dynamic 60-minute monthly recording that brings you inside the Cato Institute for highlights from exceptional, one-of-a-kind lectures and events on key issues of the day presented by nationally known scholars, authors, and political leaders. Cato Audio is available on our website as well as on iTunes and audible.com.